Welcome to the Organize 365 podcast. I'm your host, professional organizer, productivity expert, and motivational speaker, Lisa Woodruff. This podcast will help you embrace progress over perfection and create lasting functional organizing in your home. I have so much to share with you, so let's get started. This week, we are going to be talking about organizing board games, puzzles, video games, CDs, DVDs, and older games. All of those entertainment items that you have that tend to multiply when they are behind cabinet doors. And we buy these because... You know, we have the intentions of having the family game night and the family movie night. And if you're doing that, that is awesome. It is something that I have striven to do at different points in my life. And right now, we really don't do that very much. One of the reasons that we don't play a lot of board games in our house is I never realized how difficult board games are for children with learning disabilities to play. So actually, for many, many years, when my children were preschoolers and in kindergarten and first grade, I would sit them down to play board games all the time because I know as a teacher how well board games could teach one-to-one correspondence and counting and money and all these different skills. But because my children had learning disabilities, it was really difficult for them to do the one-to-one correspondence and follow multiple rules and wait their turn. And, you know, they just, they would get frustrated. They would get frustrated that it wasn't their turn. They would get frustrated that the game took too long. They would get frustrated that they forgot some of the rules. They would get frustrated because they skip counted, things like that. So I just say that at the beginning of the podcast to say that, you know, this Norman Walkwell picture we have of what's supposed to happen in our house with board games and puzzles and movie nights and a fire crackling in the fire, the, it doesn't always happen. It's not always reality. And part of organizing your home and part of looking at these DVDs, board games, puzzles, all of these things that are in your home are battling in your mind against the picture that you think your family is living and the picture that your family is actually living. Now, of course, I hope that almost all of you are living exactly the life that you thought you would be living. I personally am not. I love my life. I love my children. I love my husband. I love our house. I love everything about my life. It is not the life that I pictured I would have before I got married and have children. I thought I would be living in a white wood house that had a picket fence with four children, two years apart in age, all color-coded, dressed in the same little outfits. Um, I contemplated being a homeschooling mom. I knew I also wanted to have a business. Um, I was going to have that house where the the parents never yelled. You know, like I love the Duggars. I watch the Duggars all the time. Those people never yell and they have like 1800 million children and they never yell and they count their continents and they take time and they follow the lessons. And in my life, that just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. There's a lot of yelling that goes on and then I'll listen to a motivational tape or hear a sermon and I'll pull it back in and try not to do the yelling again, but I do. I yell on occasion. We don't play board games. Things don't go the way I think they're going to go, but I love my life. And so I think that more than any other area of the home that you organize, when you get into this board game, puzzles, movies, DVDs, CDs, it brings up memories of your own childhood and memories of the life that you want to create for your family. So I'm going to give you some practical organizational ideas for these different entertainment items in your home, but I wanted to give you that framework first. Also, I want to encourage you, if 
playing board games, doing puzzles, having family movie night is something that is on your list. It is something you really want to do as a family. And you've just been putting it off for another month, another week, another year. I really, really encourage you this week to do it. Just once. Play a board game, have family game night, get out a puzzle and put it on the dining room table. And it's all about taking action and not deferring. You know, my children are 13 and 17 years old, 13 and 15, huh, not 17 yet, 13 and 15. And I find myself going, I'm going to do that tomorrow. And, you know, I realized that the last time I said I'm going to do that tomorrow was three months ago, a year ago, three years ago. And I'm starting to say to myself more and more, your children are teenagers. How much longer are you going to wait to do whatever it is I think that I'm going to do with them? And honestly, most of the things are really simple things like getting the notebook they asked me to buy or going out and buying the iTunes card or moving the picture in their room that they asked to have moved six months ago. And when I really stop and think about it, I'm starting to prioritize their agenda over mine because I do not have that many more years with them at home. All right, so let's get into the nitty gritty. Let's talk about board games first. In my home, I have the board games from my childhood and I have the board games that I've bought my children. Now, I have been pretty ruthless and I very often will purge the board games that we have. I find that in general, people tend to play board games on snow days, in the summertime, and over vacation times. They don't tend to play these as much during the school year Um, And there are favorites. Like there are games that my kids still want to play. Sorry, even though they're older. It's an easy, fun game. Doesn't take a lot of thought, but it's just a fun thing that we could do together. And it's not a lot of thought to have your turn, have it be your turn. Also, another thing my husband and I do when we do play board games is we will often play in the same room two board games. We will each play with one child. That way they don't have to wait very long for their turn. We can remind them of the directions and they could play the game that is most interesting to them, not necessarily the one their sibling wants. I know that's not realistic for everyone, but that's the solution for us. So when you do get down to the board games that you want to keep, you can keep them in the boxes that they're in, which is what I'm doing in a small cabinet. And my rule is if it doesn't fit in that cabinet, we don't have that board game. We will often have family members buy us board games that are not um, appropriate for our children as far as their needs and their abilities. And so as soon as the kids aren't looking, I just get rid of them. It's just frustrating for the kids to go into that cabinet and see board games that they don't know how to play or have too many steps and are frustrating. So I just take them away. So they only have about 12 options. If you love board games and you have like 40, 50, 60 board games, that is awesome. All right, now my absolute favorite, favorite, favorite activity is to do jigsaw puzzles. Like if you told me, Lisa, you're not allowed to do work, which would probably kill me. You're not allowed to do work for the next three days. How are you going to spend your time? I am probably going to go get a fountain Coke and break out a jigsaw puzzle and start watching Netflix or TV or some of my favorite shows. I love to do jigsaw puzzles. I've always loved to do jigsaw puzzles. When I was little, I had asthma. So twice a year, I would be hospitalized. And for a week, I couldn't leave my bed twice a year, all growing up. And my grandmother, who loves jigsaw puzzles, got me started on jigsaw puzzles very young because I could do them in a hospital bed or in a regular bed. 
And I just love them to the point that my grandmother and I, when I was in high school, would go to national jigsaw puzzle competitions at Ohio University. Yes, they used to have such a thing. And I am the kind of person that went to them. I could do a jigsaw puzzle pretty fast. And it's super, super fun for me. But I only like to do a jigsaw puzzle one time because... I have a photographic memory, so I'll actually remember where the puzzle pieces went. And to do a puzzle more than one time is not as challenging and not as fun. I know it's unusual. I'm just a crazy person, but that's me. So I typically will do a puzzle one time and then I'll pass it on to my grandmother. Or now I pass it on to my mother-in-law because my mother-in-law is really into puzzles right now. And she will pass them over to me. The only bad thing about that is I do jigsaw puzzle over winter break. And I do jigsaw puzzles in July. And other than that, I pretty much don't do jigsaw puzzles because I just don't have time in my schedule. So I have to have a place to keep these jigsaw puzzles that my mother-in-law gives me until I have a chance to do them in the winter or in the summer. I only keep about two or three jigsaw puzzles on hand at any one time because I know it's gonna. it would take me way too long to do more than that with the time frame that I have and the demands on my time right now. I used to keep my jigsaw puzzles. But I realized that since I only like to do my jigsaw puzzles once, I really do give them away to somebody else who wants to do puzzles or, you know, you could donate them. Although I don't think that Goodwill takes open jigsaw puzzles. I'm not sure about that. I'm pretty sure I learned that. There are a couple of puzzles that I have that I will do more than one time and they are called family jigsaw puzzles. And these jigsaw puzzles have really big kid-sized pieces on one side of the puzzle and regular normal little puzzle pieces on the other side of the puzzle. And in the middle are the medium chunked jigsaw puzzle pieces so that you can have a whole family doing the same puzzle at the same time. So I'm working on the little pieces and my kids are working on the bigger pieces. And that's a fun puzzle to have on the dining room table for our family. The other thing that I find you have for entertainment a lot of times are video games and video game systems. So video game systems would be, you know, we have a Wii for our kids, but for a while we had my original Nintendo from when I was a kid and my kids would play that. My son has an Xbox and he has an Xbox One. They have handheld DSs and they have eye touches. And so, you know, they're 13 and 15 years old, so they have accumulated these video game systems over the years and we don't declutter video game systems one because they're so expensive and two because the kids always say that they're not done with that system yet. I did get rid of my original Nintendo quite a few years ago and occasionally we will go through the kids games and you can sell them back to like reseller shops but my kids play their games so often and so long that by the time they're done with them they're really pretty much worn out and you can't sell them back so we don't make a lot of money and we don't do a lot of selling of our video games but i will have them usually in the summer we'll go through all the video games and decide which ones they are done with Video games don't typically take up a lot of space, so I think it's okay to hang on to those. They are a significant financial investment. Um, You just need to have a space located for each kind of video game system. So my son's video game systems are in the basement, and my daughter's are in the family room, and then I keep the, the handheld DSs in the back of the laundry room door electronic organizer, and we only use those when we go to Florida every summer. And it's fun for them to play that game system that they used to play when they were much younger, but they love to play it on the way to and from Florida. Now, I did not put in this post, and I realized last week I did a post on cleaning. 
And I was so sidetracked by the fact that my kids have been home 10 days for the snow slash cold slash President's Day weekend that turned into a 10-day vacation. So organizing your DVDs, what I did was is I took all of mine out of the cases and I threw them away. Now, if you're going to resell your DVDs, you would want to keep those cases so that you can resell the DVDs later. But the first time I did that was two years ago, and now it's 2015, and honestly, we stream almost everything through Amazon Prime or Netflix, and we hardly ever watch DVDs anymore. But I do have a DVD player in my 2005 Honda Odyssey minivan, which I love, and Abby watches DVDs in there all the time. So her school is 30 minutes away from our house. So I will put a DVD in there and she'll watch it on the way to school. And when I pick her up, she'll watch it on the way home. So that is currently how we use DVDs. In order to watch DVDs in our car most effectively, we have all the DVDs out of cases and in these little um, portfolio things that are, you know, like a big wallet, but they just hold DVDs or CDs. And we have three or four of those total. And then we could just take the whole wallet in the car and we have like 40 movies at our disposal, 40 or 80. I can't remember. She also has a DVD player in her room with her new TV. And so she will watch movies in her room. She's really the only one in our family that still watches DVDs. Now, CDs, <laughs> it took us a long time to move to the electronic movie uh, music age. My husband and I still, I just bought a new uh, Christmas CD <laughs> this year in 2014. So CDs, my husband and I still like CDs. We still will put them in and listen to them. And um, we're unusual in that aspect. But a lot of the CDs that we have are from, you know, 20... 30 years ago, my husband has a lot from high school. He has Rush and U2 and all those bands that he liked to hear in college. And we have not uploaded those to our computer and uploaded those to our iPhones because we've only had, Greg hasn't even had an iPhone for a year, and I've only had mine for a little bit over a year. So we don't listen to music on our phones. And before that, we didn't have phones where we really would listen to music on our phones. We listen to music in CD players in our house. But think about how you're listening to music and what works for you and decide if you still need all of those movies and all of those CDs. So I think that gives you some good ideas of different ways to tackle the entertainment items that are in your house, how to organize board games, video games, CDs, DVDs, puzzles, all of those fun things. And I encourage you this week, in addition to organizing all of your entertainment items is to carve out an hour or two to really enjoy those entertainment items that you've decided to keep in your home. Have a great week. I hope you got some good nuggets of information on how to get organized in today's podcast. Come on over to organize365.com to check out all the resources and links in today's show.